Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. God bless you guys. God bless the world, buddy. Let's go race. This is the Loud Pedal Podcast. A very diverse cast of automobile racing characters. Slider for the lead and the win. He tagged the truck and drive race to the line. Who got it? Give it to Rico. With your host, NBC Sports television analyst and part-time midget racer, it's D. Welch and Mr. Dylan Welch. Yeah, you damn right I got that out there. Oh, that stupid-ass flagman. They got a dumb-ass flagman they can't see. And an expert in only one category, food. Now, look how big those things are. Little meat on the bone there. And cook perfectly. Well, sometimes racing, but mostly food. When you're talking a, a meal, like before I'm about to die, I will ask for 15 to 20 chicken wings. It's heavy lunch, Tyler Burnett. <laughs> It's the Loud Pedal Podcast on Flow Racing Heavy Lunch. D. Welch with you on September 13th. It's a Wednesday, and we're breaking down the All-Star Series Points Championship, what happened at the Tuscarora 50, and also what's getting ready to happen at Fremont Speedway and Eldora Speedway for them. We also welcome in uh, Richie Murray from USAC to talk about Matt Westfall's victory, uh, his first in 17 years, and also uh, preview the championship that is the Sprint Car Series coming down to the wire here. And also the Silver Crown series still up for grabs. And in the midget series, Logan Seavey's kind of leading. D Welsh, what have you been up to? Not much. I've been on the West Coast for two weeks for IndyCar and um go to Bristol this weekend, then I'm done for a little while. So and been enjoying enjoying watching all the racing and the championship battles that are are kind of coming into a clearer picture right now on the dirt side of things. The Coliseum. Bristol. <laughs> right. it's, it's Bristol, baby. <laughs> right. What a yeah. What are all the cliches of Bristol? <laughs> yeah, that's that's I think you got them. The last great Coliseum and it's Bristol, baby. The last great Coliseum. That's what it is. Um, yeah, just a bunch of racing going on on Flow Racing. We can kind of dive into it. We're going to keep this open a little bit short here because D. Welch has a, a meeting for uh, uh, television here. So let's get into our Sundollar Restoration Hat Shakes of the Week brought to you by Sundollar Restoration. They're based in Carmel, Indiana. They'll put... A roof on your house. They are water, fire, mold, restoration in the greater Indianapolis area. I was talking to Kim yesterday. They might make it out to the Tusky 50 on the reschedule if if they uh, if it falls on a week that they're not doing too much work. So, um, Zeb, you know, with the with the old Sun Dollar car on the wing, you know, the Sun Dollar wing uh, on the Rudine car has a chance to win a championship here, and uh, we'll see what happens here with the All Stars. So they're great people. They support racing. Support them sundollar.net who was your hat shake uh on this week of september 13th i feel like i just got to give one to to westfall um that's uh you know the way he did it just kind of waxing everybody just rolling around the bottom and in, in classic westfall style um first win in 17 years on the usac side of things um it's awesome just you know i think that's a popular victory for everybody he's a great guy and and works hard to just, you know, get up and down the road and glad to see him, you know, and his efforts rewarded. 
the Flying Buckeye. That's right. Matt Westfall from Ludlow Falls, Ohio. Uh, I have seen that man win more races than anyone. Uh, between late models, modifieds, non-wing sprint cars, he just would run everything out in Ohio, and and he he wins a lot of races, especially at Waynesville. He did when I was there. Uh, so congratulations to them, him and his dad, up and down the road, four or five years here with USAC, looking for that first win since what was it, two thousand and six at Eldora Speedway. Uh, so seventeen years between wins, it's now a record now, and Richie will tell us uh, all about that here soon. So congrats to Matt Westfall. My Sun Dollar Restoration Hat Shake of the Week goes to Byron Reed. Uh, he won his last race ever at Attica Raceway Park and, and won in, in pretty dominating fashion, Byron Reed fashion, if you will. Um, he has won so many races at Attica, so many track championships. He's won so many at Fremont track championships there. He's one of the best cars that I ever got to watch uh, run around Ohio when I was younger. And um, I'm starting the the Byron Reed Hall of Fame, uh, you know, you know, committee here. Right. Like. Byron Reed deserves to be in the Sprint Car Hall of Fame. You know, he he was one of the best in Ohio. If you wanted to win in Ohio, you had to do it. I think he had like 11 All-Star wins. Uh, and the All-Stars come through Ohio, what, three or four times a year. So um, just a tremendous career. Ends it on a high note. He's one of the nicest guys you will ever meet. And that black five car will always be one of the most iconic sprint cars uh, you will ever see. So congratulations to uh, our Sun Dollar Restoration Hat Shakes of the Week, Byron Reed and Matt Westfall. Blake Anderson is next, and then Richie Murray. We'll chat with both of them as we do each and every week here on the Loud Pedal Podcast. Uh, don't go anywhere. This is the Loud Pedal Podcast on Flow Racing. Welcome back to the Loud Pedal Podcast. As promised, Blake Anderson joins the show from the Tezos All-Stars to talk about the Test Score 50 that just happened and also preview Fremont and Eldora Speedway, the three races remaining for the All-Stars. Blake, first off, what happened? What, did you hit the concession stand? Did you hit the church stand? What's up? Church stand twice, stuffed pretzels, the way to go for me. That's my favorite. I always hit that. and It gets kind of tough because once they, by the time we get open, a lot of the places aren't open. And then once our, dash, or our draw gets going, I'm pretty swamped. But uh, I got the church stand a couple of times. They're always open early, so that's the way to go for me. I mean, the ham dinner, the turkey dinner can't go wrong yeah i've yet to have the ham yet d well ham is if they did ham every day i wouldn't even go with anything else yeah i think you got to go ham there big fan ham yeah i would say i'd say pork is definitely better than the turkey i would say so i would i would go with ham but uh, i found my new cheese steak at, at the at the fairgrounds um you know the amish you know of course you mentioned the 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 stuffed pretzel right across from that is another amish stand and they do the best cheese steak i think on the fairgrounds uh it's let me just say, it's like a souped-up V8 uh, sloppy joe. Like, basically, like, it's like a marinated, like, ground beef burger with, like, onions and peppers and mushrooms, and it's just tremendous. It tastes so good. I love sloppy joe. It's not a cheesesteak, though, so they maybe should change the name, but it still is very, very good, and it's tasty. The man loves his cheesesteaks, Dylan. <laughs> You're the passion. Oh, yeah, I get that from my wife. My wife loves cheesesteaks. Anything... Any, any kind of sandwich with like, uh, you know, it's like chicken cheesesteaks too, right? Chicken and onions and peppers, but yeah, cheesesteak. I, I didn't get to the church stand this week, Blake, unfortunately. I know it was, that's a crime. Uh, I should be put in Juniati County Jail, but um, I did go to, uh, well, I got some ice cream like that, you know, I forget what they call them at the Packers concession. Packers. Like a, basically just a flurry or whatever, you know. Some Reese cups and some vanilla ice cream, and then not a Mick, not a Mick flurry, just a flurry. 
Is this a fork? <laughs> oh, blizzard, whatever you call them, cyclones around here, avalanches. They got, all, what they the, got a bunch what, of names. What's the ones at Culver's? Concrete mixers? Concrete, Concrete mixer. mixer. Yeah, those are true. Oh, dude. Ice cream. <laughs> Ice cream is like in my top three of things, like all time. Like it's just well, you get a and, lot of and, top threes here. And popcorn. Yeah. I mean, popcorn. If I just had popcorn and ice cream for the rest of my life, I wouldn't need anything else. Well, you wouldn't live very long, so you, I wouldn't have you very know. many nutrition. Nutrition. You know, maybe one of these days, D Watch, we can get him to do a top three of his top threes. Yeah, that's what. We, yeah, top we three, should top do threes. that. Yeah, yeah, we should. And then I had that. some French fries, so that's how I. That's why I got. Uh, Sounds like you hit all the major food groups this week too, T Bone. I only got three things. I know Blake was messing with me on the broadcast and was like, "How many times you hit the church stand?" I said zero, and he's like, "Such bullshit! That's bullshit!" (laughs) (laughs) Told him to boo that man. Said boo. (laughs) That's what he said. I should have been putting Junior Addy County Jail. Uh, The race that we did have, you know, we we scheduled three. We raced one. It it was like Noah's Ark on on Saturday. I mean, that was the most run I ever seen hit Port Royal Speedway. Um, but the race that we did saw was tremendous. It's the best race I've seen probably at that facility in a long time. Yeah, it was spectacular. It was Zebled early got into lap traffic? Lance came out of nowhere. Tyler Courtney wins, holds off Lance at a late restart. Zeb gets back around Logan Wagner, which is big for points implications because they're 14 points back now, two points of position, the two-point bonus for win. So instead of going 16 back, he's now 14 back going into the last three races. So there was some moving and shaking there in that feature. And I feel like every time I go to Port Royal, I leave with my jaw, you know, I have to pick my jaw up off the ground because we have such a fantastic race. Well, and Sunshine's kind of in the driver's seat here with with this points battle. You know, he's he goes to Fremont where he's pretty strong, and then he goes to Eldora to you know to finish it off where he's obviously uh, been super strong the last couple of years. But um, you know, both of these guys we talked about at the beginning of the year as being probably the two to beat, and it's been a unique path to get there. But but here we are at the end of the year. It's the two guys that we talked about that were going to be the strongest at the beginning of the year are are, are duking it out, and that's uh, that's all you can ask for. Yeah, Zeb with four top tens and eleven All Stars appearances at Fremont, and Sunshine has six and nine. So, you know that Sunshine says he sucks at Fremont, but he really runs pretty good there. Zeb has certainly been faster at Fremont the last couple times we've gone back, and now I feel like he's really clicking on the slick tracks with Tyler Testamaker. So I wouldn't count them out. And then obviously Eldora, that has proven through the years to just be Sunshine's playhouse. So. I feel like Zeb's got to beat Sunshine both of these nights and go into Eldora with a points lead are pretty close because Tyler at Eldora, probably a tall task. I think he finishes outside the top five. Yeah, that's like putting Cody Swanson on payment and trying to beat him. Yeah. Uh, You know, Zeb ran locally in Ohio for a little bit. You know, he's from Angola, Indiana, and it's not far, and he has a lot of laps at Fremont. I would probably give the edge a little bit to Zeb going into Fremont with their speed, but Courtney just won there last year. So it's, it's not a place that Courtney can't win at. It'll be interesting to see uh, what happens with them. Tell me if you agree with this though, Blake, I think both of them are playing with house money, right? I think Courtney wasn't expecting to come back this year. He, you know, when he got the injury, he didn't think that he was going to get back in a race car at all this year. So to come back and have this much speed and be this good, I think he's excited and, and just whatever happens, he's okay with and then with Zeb, you know, seven wins this year. You come into this year thinking, if we can get three wins, that's a good year, I would say, the way they ran last year. And to get seven, I mean, just the, whatever happens in this championship, Zeb and that team, they can't be, you know, disappointed in what the year they had. 
Yeah, I agree. You know, Tyler, I would have guessed if he came back, it would have been world finals. Maybe is it, that would have been it when, when the injury happened, I thought, you know, there goes Tyler's season. So he's been able to bounce back and has not had any rust at all. And Zeb, obviously he had his injury earlier in the season that everyone forgets about. He had a concussion at Eldora and had to miss a weekend. So they've been so fast, seven wins. And the thing with Zeb is he's been fast this year in spots where he's never been fast before. So that's encouraging for them that they've been just an absolute rocket ship every night, especially at places where I'm like, man, Zeb's going to struggle tonight. This is a place where he gets his butt kicked. Sealands grow big half mile. Zeb's been very open on half miles are not his forte, and he goes in and beats the posse. So they have been very, very strong. They have. And I think that the third place finish they had at Port Royal was a win to them. You know, they roll into that place and think if they can run in the top five there, that they uh, are going to give themselves a good shot to at least contend for the championship and be happy with that. You know, what happened to Attica Raceway Park? Byron Reed uh, won a race this week, his first of the season, um, his last of his career at Attica because it was the last race ever at Attica he's ever going to run. What do you think of what I think is a Hall of Fame career? And I'm, I'm obviously biased. I'm from Northwest Ohio. I saw that man win so many championships at Fremont and Attica and but just the way they ended their season with how much speed they had, how cool was that to see the black five car back in victory lane at Attica? I think it's a storybook ending at Attica for him. I mean, the place that he's won so many times, I think that was his 44th career Attica win. He's got eight championships at Attica going over to Fremont. He's been strong over there as always fourth in points. I think he's at seven track titles at Fremont too. So it's sad to see such an iconic career come to an end. I mean, we have this a lot in our sport where we see, you know, iconic careers cl coming to a close, but so cool to see that black fly five go out with a victory at Attica. And he's got three races left at Fremont and then it's all comes to a close too this weekend and then season championship next weekend. Great story. No question about it. one of my favorite race car drivers when I was uh, younger and still, you know, I'd love to go up and talk to him. He, he, he has a son that wants to get into media and broadcasting and I've been kind of mentoring him a little bit and, and, you know, Byron's just so funny. Like, he's he's kind of one of those guys that are, is a little bit witty and will drop a joke here and there. And But just a super nice guy. I mean, he he would be our people's champ of Ohio, right? Like, you know, Dave Darling was just a nice, approachable guy in Indiana that you would come up to. He would say hi to you. He would talk to you. That's how Byron Reed is. And uh, just a tremendous career at Attica coming to an end and, and a nice win and kick their ass uh, on, on uh, Saturday. Or actually, I guess it was Friday. Uh, before we get you out of here, Blake, concession stand, uh, what do you got? We're going to Fremont, so I know there's a there's a banner item there that you love. The walking taco. Can't go wrong with it. It's one of the best around. I always I love a good walking taco. Then Eldora, you know, Eldora, we've we've well documented the route to go through the Eldora concession stand line, how to do it. <laughs> yeah, we've we've uh, dissected that for sure. What is Wheeling Wheeling uh, Schurenberg calls it the walkie taco. The walkie yes. taco. <laughs> like a walkie talk, like a walkie talkie, but a walkie taco. I like it. It's good. Fremont, it's high up on your list. I know. I would say it's. I mean, Millbridge has a really good walking taco. Uh, never going to take that away from Waynesfield. I grew up with that one. I particularly like Waynesfield because they use the sloppy Joe meat, and I already mentioned how much of a sloppy Joe fan I am. So uh, they use the sloppy Joe meat in the walking taco, but Fremont. Right now, I'd have to put it near you know, P1 just because of what you can put in there. you got jalapenos, onions. Uh, if you want to slide those nasty-ass tomatoes in there, you can. Like, uh, that, you know, 
But the key is, and, and, and the, the major key is, is Doritos. There is no such thing as a walking taco with Fritos. That is not, not a Frito pie. That is not a walking taco. That is a Frito pie. Correct. Preach. Blake, Blake Anderson. Uh, and the best Frito pie that I've had at a racetrack is at Port City Raceway. Uh, Shane Stewart's place. That place is, has a really good Frito pie. But I'm, I mean, the one at the, the Tulsa Expo Center is fine, right? Um, Big. Yeah, I mean, it's $15. So, you know. They feed you, though. They feed you. <laughs> You're not going to go hungry. That's that's for sure. But no, I like the one at Port City Raceway. So, all right, Blake, we got our concession stand in. We got our, uh, you know, championship talk. Congratulations on the end of your season. I know you've been you're ready to watch some Iowa football here. So I am Michigan State. My first game, Tyler, you're just down the road from you. Seth Mel Tucker's on the sidelines. What a mess. <laughs> what a mess. Lansing is. Oh, boy. Uh, I mean, in Iowa, they, they what they have Caden McNamara and they, they won a, yeah. what, a couple games here. Now two and oh. Two and Iowa State. Directional Michigan this weekend. We got another Michigan school. They Western. Might punt. They might punt ten times, but they're gonna win six to three. Punting's winning. <laughs> I love that. Is that a t shirt? Punting is winning. That is. That's Kirk Ferentz quote. Punting's winning. You can get the t shirt. Ray gun back home, Des Moines. Oh gosh. College football is interesting this year, but uh all right. Let's get back, you know, to racing. We'll see you at Eldora. Two right. races at Fremont and then a championship. Uh, thanks for coming on the show, Blake. Yep. See you guys in a couple weeks. See you, pal. Welcome back to the Loud Pedal Podcast. Richie Murray from the United States Auto Club has joined the show to talk about uh, some of the biggest stories in the USAC racing. Matt Westfall, winner, the Flying Buckeye. D. Welch, <laughs> you're gonna get a laugh out of that. Uh, Matt Westfall is—I've said this all the time, right? I've seen Matt Westfall win more races than anyone uh, because he would come to Waynesfield with his modified and his non-wing sprint car and win both features every single week. Uh, and finally, he gets it done. 17 years since he won his last USAC National Sprint Car Race at Eldora. I think what he was talking about after his first one, he said he should just retire, uh, Richie. I think he should just retire now after winning that one because that was a stomping. <laughs> well, he's on a roll now. Why, why would he stop now? So <laughs> he's got, uh, yeah. I mean, 17 years, it's quite a little. I mean, we were just about in high school back then. Uh, I mean, I was just graduated from high school. You guys might have been. A little bit younger than that. Yeah, it's been a long middle time. School. <laughs> middle school. Yeah, so it it it, it was one of the more pop, popular victories I've ever seen. You know, you know, you got a lot of the guys and the other victory lane interviews, second and third, saying how proud they were. Matt Westfall. You know, I know everybody in the pit area wanted to congratulate him. It, it was almost kind of like the uh, Dale Earnhardt from. <laughs> Day, when he finally won the Daytona 500. Not quite like that, but a similar sentiment of uh, just so many people were excited for him and to see him get that done. Because, you know, he's one of the most well-respected and, you know, diversified drivers that we have. And uh, to, after all that time, to stick with it and keep pounding away and getting it done, I, I mean, it's just, really cool and for his team too the 
the Ray Marshall Motorsports team has been around for well over 10 years, well over a decade, uh, going up and down the road. And they he that team finally got their first USAC win as well. So all around, it's just a really popular victory. And it it's really good to see uh, uh, Matt get it done because he's had some close calls in the recent years. You know, he's been close to getting that done. And now he's back on the board. And you saw him get choked up a little bit in victory lane just talking about it. And, uh, you know, it's kind of like him and his dad a lot of times uh, going up and down the road uh, doing this deal. So it, it's it's really cool to see. So not only did he beat the competition badly, he badly broke the USAC record for years between national feature victories. So I'm just looking at your article. So the sprint car record was was almost 13 years, 12 years and 11 months between 78 and 91 for Doug Wolfgang. And then the longest overall was 13 years, two month, months in a midget by Arnie Knepper. So he blew those out of the water, too. I mean, 17 years between victories like that's that's something that realistically could like never be broken again. I mean, that's a that's a long time between USAC feature wins. Yeah, to let alone have a 17-year gap, most heck, the high majority of people don't even race. Yeah, exactly. A decade, let alone that. So to stick with it, I mean, he's done a lot of other things in between. He wasn't just running USAC, as we should mention. Like, obviously, he's, like Tyler mentioned, he's been great in modifieds and late models. He's won Boss Sprint Car Championship in the meantime. So he's done a lot, but uh, just – to do it with USAC, you know, and, and it wasn't like he just started on the pole and ran away from it. He went from third to first on the first lap. He just blew by the front row. And, and uh, yeah, as you mentioned, it's funny, like the Doug Wolfgang and Hardy Knepper there, those, uh, like, I think Doug Wolfgang, I, I don't think he ever lost the USAC race. Funny enough. I think he was four for four in his career. So, what? <laughs> but, yeah, he just uh, he just spread his part just uh, about 14, 13 years apart from each other. Just, uh, yeah, it, it's kind of a an interesting record. It's probably not a record you really want. You'd like to have that streak of maybe 17 years in a row with a victory. But nonetheless, it's uh, it's quite a record. And, to, you know, hey, Matt Westfall's in the same sentence as Doug Wolfgang now. That's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> four, four for four for Doug Wolfie. I didn't know that. Um, you know, the, the motion from Matt came from the fact that, like, he has no crew. He has no crew. Like, it's just him and his dad and one crew guy that comes and helps him sometimes, right? Like, this is not really a big operation, if you will, right? Like, Ray, Ray Marshall supplies great equipment to Matt. You know, Matt does a lot of the stuff hands-on with his dad. Um, but I think that was just the hard work pouring out, right? Like, you know, he, he has been with a series for – this is his second straight year, right, with with the series, Richie? Uh, I think maybe three or four years now straight with the, the Marshall team doing the full tour. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, to, you know, just think about working those four years, straight years, D-Wells, trying to get your, a win and, and not getting it and finally coming through. I mean, it was just a really, really big story, and, and I'm just super happy for those guys, and I hope I hope it brings them back, right? Um, Matt says he wants to come back next year. It's just a matter of, you know, if they decide to do it and hopefully a win like that. And and it wasn't a small win, right? It paid some money too. 
it was one of the higher you know higher paying races of the week so um i think uh i think uh, we'll see if we can he can come back but just just a great story and uh the the trip out there for you guys right uh, one of them saw rain one of the races brady bacon wins on is that is that his home track i mean it's got to be one of the one of the closer tracks he's it's texas to oklahoma you can you can say that but um bacon gets himself back into the 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 championship mix here and and it's going to be tight here coming to the end yeah yeah brady bacon i guess you could say that's sort of his home track he didn't treat him all that nice he kind of called it like his uh, Kokomo of the South. He finished second there a lot. And, uh, you know, it, year after year running with ASCS back in the day when he was down there, finished second several times. It's a lot of good guys, but uh, finally broke through on that one and on Thursday night last week. And that was a big one, too. He uh, tied Tom Bigelow for second on the all-time ESAC National Sprint Car win list. So, it's pretty crazy. He's he's still 10 behind Dave Darlin for the all-time lead. But just to think, uh, you know, Brady Bacon, what is he, 33 years old, if that? <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's got plenty of years left. You would think maybe he can uh, definitely track this down here in the next few years, if it even takes that. So, But, again, you never know. So it, nothing – you can't take anything for granted. But he's uh, – always at the top of his game and, you know, but as uh, the way this whole season has gone, I'll save the stat to the end, unless you want me to give it now. How crazy. Oh, you can give it now. Give it uh, now. I want to hear it. <laughs> all this crazy season has been. So uh, it's, you know, Bacon gets the win on Thursday night, you know, that devil's bowl and kind of solidifies the point lead for the time being. And then all of a sudden on uh, Saturday night, running third, Hits the cushion, hits the wall, and is relegated to the back of the field. Justin Grant runs inside the top five, and Justin takes over the point lead from Brady. So now we're just into September, still have seven races left. The point lead for the USAC National Sprint Cars has changed hands 13 times already among six drivers. In the past three years combined, the lead has changed a total of 11 times among six drivers. Wow. So we have more lead changes this year than there have been in the last three years. And I've done some digging. Uh, I still got a lot more digging to do, but <laughs> I'm back to uh, 1980, and it's not even close to, for the amount of lead changes on the top of the points this year. I mean, the most I've, I've seen is about seven or eight. So that record's blown out of the water. That's how much it's been back and forth and back and forth this year. And uh, it's a two-horse race now between Grant, the defending champion, and Bacon going for five. So there's only been, you know, <laughs> Levi Jones and, you know, Steve Butler and those guys are in that category. So Brady Bacon going for five championships, but it's only separated by nine with Grant up front, and it just seems to be – a big seesaw just going back and forth, back and forth between the two. And it, you know, uh, as you've seen with kind of the silver crown series, any kind of DNF or any kind of hiccup mistake, a little mistake like that can be so costly towards a championship. And I mean, that's what it's going to come down to is just avoiding every little mess misstep you can, you got to run. If you don't run inside the top five, it's probably a, a killer of a night for your chances on a championship.
Yeah, two of the three USAC championships are are coming down to the wire. The midget championships kind of, um, I mean, as long as CB doesn't, you know, completely fall apart, like he's he's probably on his way to that. Um, but the sprint car championship super tight with with seven races left. Silver Crown Championship separated by one point with uh with just Eldora and IRP left. Um and and the the Silver Crown Championship I think is super compelling too because um you know you've got CB who's really good on the dirt stuff and then Cody who uh, until gateway looked like he was, you know, unbeatable on the pavement side of things. But to your point, um, one little mistake or one small misstep and it brings everybody right back in. So how much, uh, are you looking forward to kind of this championship stretch here for, for just the silver crown guys, I guess, too. Yeah. And it's that, uh, you know, kind of breakthrough type of thing for CV, you know, he's run, at this point, the last two seasons, he's found himself in the point lead, you know, going into the last race or going into the last couple of races. And, you know, he's finds himself in that same spot again. And uh, each year he's gotten a little bit better on the pavement. So it's not like he's running like Cody runs away with a win and Logan's just trying to battle for a top 10. Now you see Logan running inside the top five. And, you know, as he's seen on occasion, he runs second to Cody. <laughs> Or some or somebody else. So he hasn't won a pavement race yet, but he's found himself right in the thick of it. He can be competitive anytime, and that's uh, so important because Cody is great on both services. He ran top five at uh, at DeCoin, which is a big deal because uh, you know you think Logan's do- recent dominance on the dirt. You know he's got a good shot at winning this. He finished behind Cody on the dirt, which is. Uh, you know, obviously Cody's great, but that's kind of a, a loss in that in the plus minus there when you're trying to count up points there. So, yeah, I mean, it's going to be hard to beat Cody on pavement, but, uh, you know, you never know because, uh, like, we he lost his break that uh, gateway, worldwide technology raceway. And, you know, one of those little unexpected things you don't think about because <laughs> he, he's leading at the point. And I think he just got passed for the lead, but. You know, it's a long race and something like that happens and you're back in 15th and all of a sudden you've lost countless points, 35 points all of a sudden. And it changes everything, especially when the points are plus or minus 10 all year. It's a killer. And, uh, you know, you got uh, Eldora coming up. Logan's won that the last two years. And then IRP, which is, you know, Cody's backyard. So it's... You know, you expect those guys. It's almost like uh, not do you want to discount anybody else, but they're the two odds on favorites going into those races. And I mean, basically, the other one can't finish outside the top two <laughs> looking at this. <laughs> so if you're going to win one, you're going to have to finish second in the other. And it's all about those bonus points as well, because there's those add up. If you win the pole, it's three points. If you lead the most laps, it's another three points. And any of these points races, obviously it's one point now. Those all count up. So it's important on every aspect, every time you hit the track, to be fast and to be dominant by being up front and staying up front. No doubt. The Sprint Car Series races at Circle City Raceway this weekend. Uh, don't miss that. And then next weekend, of course, Eldora Speedway and the Four Crown Nationals and Midgets, the Silver Crown Series and the Sprint Car Series all in action as is tradition. Richie, thanks for coming on the show. Uh, the greatest sprint car series battle, points battle in history. I mean, you can't 
You can't make this stuff up. 